Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast on a very somber day here. Uh, we're right off of the uh, passing of uh, China, who was a amazing superstar wrestler in the WWE. Um, we're going to just get right into it. Let me introduce my guest quick. Uh, every week on this guest, I have an amazing comedian on the show, and this week is no different. Uh Welcome, uh, Daniel Radford. Hello. Hi, thank you for having me. So, we're going to get right into China. I yeah. think just quickly, quickly, and this is not to diminish the importance of the passing of China and Prince. That literally Ooh, just happened. This I mean, has been a real hard 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and you know, Prince, in a way, is a wrestler. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? no. <laughs> right? Absolutely. I mean, Prince is, uh, you know... Uh, he's larger than larger than life. The entrances, the costume, the character. Quite had a gimmick that he was very committed to his entire life. Yeah, like you see Prince, you know what that is. Dude was just like a rando symbol for a while. Like yeah. he definitely. Right, he became like that. It was almost like the male female symbol, but his own twist on it. Yeah, and like yeah. the '90s, he did that. I remember, it's like I'm not Prince anymore. I'm this symbol. Yeah, because you know. Fuck Warner Brothers or whoever. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into it. We'll, we'll we'll talk about all this, but just quickly, uh, so Danielle, we don't we don't know each other well at all. We know each other, yeah, from the green room at a stand up <laughs> show in L. A. called Fresh Out. We yes. were both performing yeah. stand up on, yeah. and then it was right after WrestleMania, right? Like right, it was maybe the it was the week after. Yeah, it was either yeah, it was either the week or like the week after the week after. But I want to say it was like. Yeah, no, it was because it was that weekend and it was right after. Yeah, and then I overheard you speaking about wrestling with another comedian, and then I was like, "Hey, I was at WrestleMania," and I was, you know, and I was bragging. I was, I was bragging. Yeah, you were. And I was like, "I'm the wrestling uh, expert. I know everything about wrestling." And then you came out hot with so much (laughs) wrestling knowledge and amazing opinions. And then you showed me that your Facebook banner profile is was the new women's championship belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I was like, "You're on the podcast. (laughs) You're coming on the podcast." (laughs) I friended you on Facebook in the green room before my set. I was like, "We we we got we got to talk." And then I'm also excited to have you on because you are a female, which uh, I don't. There's not, you know, there are a lot of female wrestling fans. Yeah, but. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of female wrestling fans. Um, there are, but you, I mean, it, it's definitely like I think like anything else. Um, Real female wrestling yeah, fans, is what yeah. I mean. No, but actual I, fans, not just like a girl, like you know, like someone's girlfriend who's like, hey, this is something my boyfriend's into or my husband's into, and I go along for the uh, ride here. Right. You're like a legitimate fan. You're watching Raws by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I'm going to go to a lucha taping like this weekend. That's oh, my I'm going entire also. weekend. Oh, tight. I'll see you there. Yeah. That's awesome. Not this weekend though. Oh, I'm going next month. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, like I um, I think with any kind of um being a woman in geekdom because I'm also like I've I've been reading comics since I was like 11. Mm-hmm. Um, I play video games. I used to be the assistant manager of playing video games. But when you do that, like that's why you say like you know I had to do the hot tag, come in hot. With all my knowledge, because a lot of times dudes will immediately start giving you trivia and it's like, I can't just like I can't just like a thing. You have yeah. to believe I you know, you have to know that I know the year. Like I've had dudes who've been like, Oh yeah, you read comic books. Well, uh, what issue did Doctor Strange debut in? And it's like, I don't know, nerd. Like I <laughs> like comics, I know what you're referencing. I'm yeah. not gonna know the day, the month, and the year. Like that's weird. And so there is this thing in a lot of geekdoms where um women are like they geek out with the people they know they can geek out with yeah. because sometimes you just don't want to know. Like if you're having a good conversation with someone who's really cool and like you bring up that you like this thing, you don't want to suddenly be quizzed. 
And that happens I, you know to what? women a lot. That is such an amazing observation. Yeah. My uh, my uh, fiance, uh, I'm getting married in a week from Saturday, so soon to be wife, oh, which so I'm excited awesome. for that switch from fiance yeah. to wife. Just, you know, less syllables, if nothing else. Yeah. And it's not like a weird French word that I have to say for no reason. Uh, but uh, she, she's always giving me crap I, 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 for, you know, asking her. I'll say a quote and be like, what's that quote from? Like, I, I love like reference quizzing. You're so you're so correct. I think it's like such a hetero male like i don't know what that is it might be because we i do love tend hoarding to... like media knowledge and then like lording it over people and i remember growing up like me and my friends were all a bunch of you know white heterosexual jerks <laughs> and uh we and I, I i felt like it, that's what it was it was kind of like a reference off right yeah yeah totally like who said this in that movie who said this in that movie um, and, and, and sometimes it can be fun to like, know like Jeopardy and stuff, but like, I know, you know, I know my favorite matches. I know my favorite. I've got, you know, I've had the network for a million years, um, you know, nine ninety month every month or whatever. Yeah. Uh, not, for just the low price of <laughs> Just the low price. Let's make sure we plug WWE network here. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, you know, I've, I've done all of those things. Um, but, you know, there have been people who have been like, oh, yeah, well, what SummerSlam? Well, what this and what that? And I'm like, dude, I know the matches. I know the stuff that I like. I know the people I like in New Japan. I know my lucha wrestlers. I know the dudes in PWG that I'm super into. And I've sat out and sweated in, like, a VFW hall. You know, but, yeah, like, I can't. It. Yeah, but if you're going to ask me dates and stuff and, like, names of stadiums, bruh, I ain't got that. Yeah, well, you know, the way I describe it, when mm -hmm. people put me on the spot, I go, I'm not a wrestling historian. I'm a wrestling Ooh. fan. Ooh, that's I'm a really wrestling good. mark, right? Oh, that's so really good. I, I don't, it, it, and, and you know what? This is something I encourage people. I encourage people to mark out hard in wrestling, specifically wrestling. I encourage people to be fake fans of wrestling. <laughs> me and my friends, we all wear Bullet Club t-shirts. We haven't watched a second of the Bullet Club. Well, you've watched some of it now. Well, you now, Raw? yeah, I've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen uh, those guys, uh, it's Anderson and Gallows show up. But yeah. I, the, you know, so, I, and I know about them and I've retroactively read about it, but if it's like, it's hard to be up. Wrestling's vast. It's hard to be up on all that. And also, when you get on board, get on board. Hey, if I want to like CM Punk after the pipe bomb, I'm gonna like CM Punk after the pipe bomb. You know, we he don't brought need to me treat back. It like music. Yeah, yeah. He brought me back. Yeah. Cause, like I had taken, um, I had taken a break, and I can't tell you exactly like what year First it was. Off, everyone takes a break from wrestling. Oh, Not to interrupt it. you, but I will say that oh, that's another to. thing no one should be ashamed of. But I don't think people are ashamed of it because everyone mm. comes out with it, right with it. But I also think there was, hey, look. In the early 2000s, Ooh, boy. wrestling did not deserve much attention. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Um, in the pipe bomb, I saw that, and I was like, this dude tricked Jim Rome into thinking that wrestling was real. I have to watch everything he's ever done. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> he, I mean, what he did, he, you know, he revolutionized modern wrestling. There's no question about yeah, it. And then yeah. the Daniel Bryan takes the cake. Like, uh, just that's the, yeah. that's, the, that's, the, that's the, like, frosting on the cake. But, you know, this is actually something I was thinking about in the car ride over. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was listening to Cheap Heat, uh, you mm. know the podcast mm -hmm. Cheap Heat. I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, Peter Rosenberg, and uh, and that doesn't mean my wrestling podcast isn't also awesome. Yeah, you should listen to both or listen to mine and not his, but also you can appreciate <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. And he was also talking about taking a break, and you just mentioned it now. And then I, every single person that I encounter who's around my age, you know, this at this point in our lives. It's a common, it's a common thing that yeah. people take 
a break. And I think, and I was like, why, like, why is that? We could say it's just because it was bad, right? We could blame it on that. But I also think there's something about the ages of people where we, you're into it when you're younger. And then you hit this period where you're like in your maybe early 20s or I don't know. It Actually, the scale is different for everyone's maturity yeah. and what they are. Like, did you go to college or did you get right into your career? Whatever that maturity level is. But there's something where you're like looking for something else in your life. And then ultimately you come back to like who you were. You're always the same person. Yeah. And like you have to go on this like weird journey to accept that like, hey, who you were is still who you are. You like the same stuff. And now every single thing that I like is back to the things that I liked before I went through like my bro college phase and my uh, weird like too obsessed with girls phase. And yeah, does no. Does that hit on something with you? It's something I literally totally thought tracks. on the car ride over. Because like I probably start, I, like I, I stopped watching wrestling because um, I started like uh, traveling around following like my boyfriend at the time wanted to find himself and I was like can I come and so we went around and that was around the time that I had taken a break because it was just like there was no cable or anything um and I was being really serious like yeah I'm on like a journey to like get inside my mind while I'm like in Alaska or whatever and then I became a comic uh when we broke up because that's inevitably how that was going to end so then I became a comic and then um, a little bit after that was when kind of like the the pipe bomb happened. I, it was 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like a few years after that, and I was like, oh. I mean, that was that was the, that's that really good. that that drew me yeah. back in hard. I was already watching still, but I was in and out. I was into very, it was into like a very improv heavy phase of my life. So I was mm-hmm. kind of like engulfed in that because that took a lot of my focus. Oh yeah, but, you get that obsession thing when you first start doing yeah. a new kind of performing for sure. So let's just just because. We're right off the, let's, uh, I'm curious, I want to move to China because I think it's like, she deserves this. Yeah. She yeah. deserves our attention up close to the top of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, not, yeah. even though we did mention her. But I'm curious to you as a female wrestling fan, you were watching during the Attitude Era, yes. during her heyday? Yes. Her icy run and yeah, whatnot? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. How did you feel watching, you know, uh, a female wrestler pushed those boundaries. Did you feel it at the time, or oh, yeah. is it retroactive? Yeah, because yeah. it, it was, um, and it, as a woman, um, but it was definitely. Well, like, I need it. I know. It's, yeah, no, I don't mean no, it no, condescending no. way. Oh no, I, mean I know, it but like, I'm saying. Please for help me. me. I don't understand women, and I'm trying to. And I'm trying to be a better person <laughs> and not just be like a white patriarchal piece of crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, but I'm, I'm making fun of myself because there is like this. At the time, it was very much like. Uh, I've been going back and I've been watching some of those old Raws. And I, I want to say that, like, around that time, like, Deborah would be the woman's champion and the the fight for yeah, the championship uh, would be, like, a bikini match or, like, a lingerie match. Yeah. Or, like, Bron something. Bron panties match. Bron panties. Like, <laughs> yeah. something that wasn't, like, actual wrestling. Um, and it, it's, I don't know if you've ever read, I think it was an AV article, AV Club article, but there's this great article that was, like, if you're if you're a woman who watches media, um, and a feminist that watches media, it's a lot like being someone who really loves Star Wars but hates the Ewoks, where it's like, you know, yeah. I love this thing, but oh, then there's also this thing. And so that's what it was like. I love it. I love wrestling. And I've always, no matter how, like, you know, shitty or whatever it's been to women or minorities, and I could talk about that all day, I've always loved it and just been like, I just got to set that part aside and love what's there. And then, but she was like always there as like the enforcer. Yes. You know? And that's why she was brought in. I mean, yeah. it's like history. 
Like, she was brought into WWE. She was hired to be Triple H's bodyguard. Yeah. And also, it was his girlfriend at the time. Yeah, which is so amazing. Like, well, just it doesn't first even of all, feel believable. Not, no, no, not when you look, when, you, when, when you're there watching her the first time, you're like, oh, yeah, that chick's definitely his bodyguard. But, like, you yeah. go back and you're like, I can't believe that that was a thing that was even allowed to happen. Yeah, but think about just the idea of yeah. a female bodyguard. Yeah. Especially for such a, like, Trips wasn't as, like, big as he got later, but he was still yeah. a pretty huge dude. Yeah. Um, and so it's her and Trips and Sean, um, and she's just in the back, silent, but you know that, like, when someone needs to help clear out the ring, China's coming in and she's throwing those forearms. And yeah. She's throwing those elbows and she's doing that low blow. Yeah, and um, it was so cool for them to have that, like, big female bodyguard. Yeah, she was, like, yeah. the strong, silent like Roman Reigns in the Shield-esque character. Yeah, yeah. She was that, and she was a woman. The same length hair as Roman Reigns, but... Uh, <laughs> a little less wet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... And then... She... And so she came in in that role, and then she kind of went on to be... She got that, like... She got, like, a face surgery. Yeah, right? yeah, and she got And then her she boobs. went on to be, like, more of a sex symbol, but while yeah. still being a very powerful wrestler and that, she towed the line there in a way that yeah. is i don't know you know like xena warrior princess x yeah but or, like i don't even have a like, great way to describe it but yeah because i remember when people when they would talk about xena they'd be like oh well you know she's not like the regular body type and well and when you look at xena she is still probably like back then like a size eight size six she was still she just wasn't like you know the 90s like it was super into be wafy um and she had like some muscle tone on her and china comes in and china's just like all muscle just 100 yeah. just like boom like everything popping. Okay. she had a male bodybuilder body she had, well, she she had, had the body of a male bodybuilder she had the body of a, well female a lot of female bodybuilders do but i just yeah. meant size i mean size like oh, obviously no, she, she was, was shaped huge. like a woman yeah in the ways that in the i don't know hips and and breast region yeah, but no, like she i don't was, have a great you know uh <laughs> i didn't plan out how i'm gonna describe <laughs> china's body oh, it was cool, a yeah. nice body <laughs> no, but it was like it, she was popping and she looked like she could pick these dudes up and throw them around, which is what then she did. She looked like she could, but she was still sold as being like, yeah, I will kick your ass and I will be like, I will be amazing doing it. And I won't look like anyone else on this roster. I won't look like anything you've ever seen yeah. before. And you're going to want me and you're going to be afraid of me. And I'm right. like, yes, that's everything I've ever needed. Right. And she was <laughs> she was in the Royal Rumble. She was like a legit Royal Rumble contender. I mean, yeah. not legit in the sense that Royal Rumble, you know, there's only like two people who can ever win when you look at yeah. who's in yeah. the ring. You always, you can all, and now you can guess them. They're like so obvious now. Oh, yeah. You always know. Uh, like, yeah, you can guess everyone since the Del Rio, like 2009. Like, that's when it was like the last time you're like, oh, well, this guy never showed up. So yeah. you wouldn't think that, but which was cool. But then she, when she was the IC champion, like it didn't, it felt, it made so much sense. It made like, so much like, sense. She beat like Jeff Jarrett. She beat like, oh. And he got like a huge payday for that because he was like, I'm not selling for a woman. I know. I, I just read that when I was doing some like back yeah. research on China that like he would. He uh, said that. Was that true? Was that confirmed? I know that was a claim of hers. Um, You know, it, it is something that I have yeah. consistently heard that yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, because he was leaving anyway. And like so, after that, he went back to TNA, um, right? uh, WCW. Yeah, he went to WCW. Yeah. Then, right. Because um, he'd already done a run in WCW. It didn't do a whole lot for him. So then he came back. And then that was when he was leaving. And he was like, I want, like, if I'm going to lay down for a woman. And if I'm gonna, if I'm going to do this thing that had never been done and has never been done since, um, I'm gonna need a lot of money. And that was after you know 
when Sonny left, Sonny took the belt. And so the threat that like he could possibly up and take the belt, right. that's a real thing back then because that was part of like the, um, that was part of the, the late, the Monday night wars yeah. where that was a thing that he could have done. He could take the belt and he could have gone on WCW and been like, they wanted me to lay down for a woman and blah, blah. Like he could have done that. Yeah. Just done a complete shoot thing. Um, and so yeah, like he, that's, but he did it. And if, if it was for money, if it was for whatever, I will always give him props for that. Like he did it. But even when I was watching then and I was probably less progressive than I am now, right? Because the attitude era, like I didn't even, when I was watching like, a, I, I was watching, you know, those like whatever, uh, fucking uh, bathing suit matches or whatever. Yeah. I was watching those bikini matches. I was always like, honestly, I know it sounds bad, but I was like, oh, this is the only way to make these women's matches interesting. You know, which is ter- which is terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. But at the time, it was like they also didn't show me female athletes. They no. weren't showing me Sasha Banks. They weren't yeah, showing me yeah. Charlotte. They weren't showing me. And and I was a kid. I who was accepting the media thrown at me. Yeah, and those women were out there, which is what's crazy because it didn't if you even look, feel wrong to me. Yeah, if you look at the Japanese, like the Joshi wrestling that was happening during that same time, yeah. it'll blow your brains. No, out. I know, I know, and yeah. I, you know, and and but it just the, wasn't happening the, in the U.S. YouTube because, wasn't what it was then, no, and and, yeah, and yeah. whatnot. So. You know, so let's, so let's get into the hard-hitting issue about China, oh, yeah. which is the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, you know, Triple H was asked that, I think, in the Stone Cold interview. Yeah. And he was like, well, it's a tough, it's a, you know, it's a, it's tough, it's tough. To me, from the start, I've said that this is not a tough decision. This is a 100% she goes in the Wrestling Hall of 100% Fame. 100% she goes in the Wrestling I, Hall of I Fame. I said that before she died. This isn't like me retroactively being like, you know, how we get weird about death. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, although the Prince, Prince, and not, you know, just a sneak Prince in, and I don't want to derail us, uh, but Prince, I feel like was he always was treated like he was dead. Like he always, he felt like he's. Do you know what I mean? He was like one he of those dudes. Like we treated him res- the way he should have been like, treated while he God. was alive. Like we did not do that for Michael Jackson, and it's uh, and it's because he had no like public falling out or whatever. He mm. always was like. Uh, and I saw you post him play the guitar uh, while well, my guitar channel, which <sighs> yeah. I watched like because uh, I love guitar. I watched yeah. that. I watch that twice a year. Not that yeah. much, but I always, and I always show it to people. If we talk about Prince, I'm like, you know how good a guitar player is? Yeah, you watch know everything else. schooling but... all the people who are known as better guitar players. But anyway, whatever. I don't want to derail it. But China in the Hall of Fame, to me, it's like a woman who wins. I still, the only, still in this day and age, the only woman to win a male belt, yep. right? Uh, I don't know if I'm wrong about that with tag belts or anything like that um, for the WWE yeah. you are correct right um, I think uh, Chikara well in Chikara uh, Kimberly won their huge belt but they do like intergender matches right yeah so that's a whole other that's thing that's a different and thing and we, can, yeah. we can get into that but I mean, it's for me it's like a no brainer she's part of the Generation X which put wrestling on the from a fringe thing to a to just a part of Pop culture, yep, like you could argue that The Rock would never be where he was if it wasn't for DX and you know them breaking that wall. Like you could argue a lot of things, right, about what the step they took. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that these are my arguments per se, but no, just but to say like Hall argued. of Fame, and then the argument against her being in the Hall of Fame. And I'll say this, and then I'll open it up to you. And um, is her doing pornography, right? Like her being in mm. in porn after the fact. I think it's specifically Queen of the Ring. Like it's specifically right. that one. Well, there was one night in China. Or yeah, whatever. I think that one doesn't make as much of a difference. Yeah, at least I like to think 
Cause like what is I, queen? I, I actually don't know what you're talking about because oh, I ha- I haven't been that interested in China porn to be honest. Boy, um, oh boy, is this gonna change my opinion of that? The no, whole thing? no, no, no. I don't know. Like it's I and I got to preface with like sex workers work and I never like you do you boo, but whereas a lot of the other because she's done other stuff like she'd done like a couple of um, Marvel parodies where she I think she played like She Hulk and stuff. So she's done like other she's she's been in porn like that's the thing that she had yeah. done. She, you know, she was a porn star. She was a porn star. She was an award-winning porn star. Either. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's great. Like that's get that money, girl. Um, that I have no problem with. Yeah, it. yeah. Queen of the Ring. Yeah. It is about China, as China, entering a WWE King of the Ring tournament. Right. It opens with her in the locker room, with a fake Vince McMahon and a fake Stephanie McMahon. They do not use fake names. They are Vince and they are Stephanie McMahon. Why can they they can do that? Because it's parody? Because it's a parody. Wow. And it opens with her yelling at Stephanie about how you ruined my career and stole my man. And then they have a three-way. Yeah. And then, uh, and I do believe there is some stuff between Vince and Stephanie. Yeah. In that. And then they go into a wrestling ring. It's set up to look like, like an episode of Raw. There's like announcers, there's everything. And then there's some kind of parody characters because I think people thought they were funny or that's what they thought they could get away with. But a lot of it is like straight up like here comes this wrestler. Here comes someone dressed up like this wrestler. Here comes someone who is this wrestler with the names and everything. And like coming very much as close as they could come without being sued. But because it's a parody, you can get away with it. And so... And there is a Triple H, yeah, in there that okay. she that she bangs. Right. So so okay. So I understand. And it's her getting it, banged it, by a lot, which is again like it, it's so. This is burning some serious bridges with the company, yes. and it's also making a mockery of the product yes. in a way that is you know. It, it, and I want to say this was during PG. That era. is spiteful, and is a way that is also inappropriate and, <laughs> at its best. So yeah. So you know. It, so and this is it? when they were trying to be Disney and when they were trying when they were like a family friendly company. I think that you let all that stuff go and you put China in the Hall of Fame because China what goes I in the say. Hall of I'm Fame. I'm going to take it even a step further. I agree. I still think no matter what, you can ex- describe this this yeah. porn on me. I think it was in, I think it's in poor taste for her. But I don't I think it's in poor taste. I think also it's uh I think also it's like makes it's it makes it does diminish how I view her in a way where you're like where you're like uh only like the integrity of the stuff she's done yeah it's hard because it's like you know she it was it was how she you know it was her way of making money and people i think there was a period in her life because she had been through so many hard things and she'd been through so much that there may have been a period in her life where for some people who may have been around her yeah she was more profitable as China, the quote unquote train wreck, than she was as like China, the person who's working on herself and getting better. And she had and a I'm lot not of saying mental doing, problems. She had a lot. She yeah. had a lot. And so I'm not, I don't, I don't want to judge her. I'm just saying that, that I, I actually think, I think that that's just in poor taste. Like, that's how I feel about it. I feel like that doing that is important. Like, cause you, you can do, do you need to do, you can be a porn star. That's fine. That's your choice. But did you need to do something that was so, uh, spiteful. But here's the other thing I will say is that I don't want to pretend like wrestling is not a dirty business. Right. That's the thing I don't like. Nope. Wrestling and also Steph 
Uh, you know the the McMahons. I don't know. I don't really know. You know, I'm not going to pretend that I'm in the back there. I only right. read the sheets yeah. like you do or whatever. But they make a lot of dirty decisions. They make a lot of you know. They were responsible for that whole Attitude Era, which was a dirty time, which was a time that was lewd and that was what it was. DX and also, did a sketch in blackface. They, they also, you know, like that is a thing that exists that you can look up. Yeah, like they did a sketch in blackface. Like you can, they they were doing sketches where they were making fun of um, Jr. and and right. his stroke. Roddy Piper did a, a, like a weird blackface thing, you know. Yeah. Like so, what I'm saying is that they've made a lot of mistakes along the way, and also they've taken things that are really personal about people and putting them in wrestling storyline, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? Like the Lita Edge thing. That's the first one coming to my head. It's like that was a really painful thing, probably for Matt Hardy to lose his girlfriend to Edge. And they're like, no, let's use this. Then the Montreal screw job, like that was Bret Hart's like whole, right? Like these yeah. are things they use. And so they then used they, it to somebody create did that exactly what they Mr. do yeah. in porn. Yep. Right? It's the same exact thing. And so wrestling, it's like we could be in this PG era, but look, I'll tell you what, we're only getting more comfortable with sexuality and mm-hmm. whatever. We're mm-hmm. only leaning more that way. They're going to come back to the, the a second attitude era will happen in wrestling. Eventually. Eventually. Right now we're in the PG era and that's where the money is. Whatever. And right now we're, I think we're getting towards, like I've been calling it the indie-tude era yeah. where it's like, it's very much all of these indie guys coming out because Daniel Bryan showed them, like, yeah, we want to see these small dudes because right. we know that they're good. But you, just, I just want to make last, my last yeah. one and then, and then I'm going to you, you comment on everything. Uh, Hall of Fame should not be a private it should not. If it's a true Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be dictated by the owner of the company. I agree. That's the thing about wrestling that's different than any other sport. Like, right? Whoever decides who goes in the sports Hall of Fame, do you know about this? Who goes in like the baseball Hall of Fame? It's baseball writers, I believe. Yeah, I could be wrong. You like vote or whatever. I just know that it's not uh, the commissioner. Yeah, right? it's not like it's not like Mister MLB who decides who's going in. So if wrestling they. If if and and they, wrestling's pretty good about this, they put Warrior in the Hall of Fame, right? Yep. They, you know, they put Macho Man in, even though he might have had sexual relations with Stephanie when she was underage. Like whatever, whatever rumors there are, they've done it. They they tend to eventually do the right thing, and they should do the right thing by China because she's also groundbreaking for women's wrestling. Right, and I will say this, and I can't, and these are rumors, whatever. I have heard that they have reached out throughout the years and been like. We will do what we've done for everyone else. We'll put you through rehab. We'll do whatever. And that for whatever reason, it just wasn't a thing that worked out. Um, yeah. And, and so, I, be- I believe that. Yeah. Especially with Triple H being as high up as he is. I do think he's like a decent person. Yeah. I could be wrong. But- I want to believe that. And it does seem like if if someone comes and it, or, you know, if, if they reach a point where they reach an accord and someone can, you know, Ultimate Warrior came back and like. We're all pretending and like he, he didn't say, yeah, and he died like the next day. And we're all still kind of pretending like he didn't uh, go on some super racist and homophobic tirades in right. colleges for like lots of years. Um, yeah, he was a big Fox News like contributor. Yeah, like time. yeah, he's like you know, so it's bring her back. I don't like know, it's big, not. But he was on Fox. He was like you know, he he did some weird stuff. Yeah, like yeah. just you know, put her in the Hall of Fame. She deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Um. There's no reason not to put her in the Hall of Fame. And I, I, what I like to hope and believe is that they were just like waiting for her to, you know, because she'd been trying to make amends too. And apparently they, it seemed like they were on their way to being able to reach a point in which everyone was um, cool again. Um, you know, that's, 
you know, she again, porn is great. Get that money, girl. And I, you know, I'm not. That doesn't bother some, me. Yeah. If someone if someone comes to you and they're like, hey, you know, those guys that you feel like really screwed you over do this thing making fun of them and they're like, we'll give you a lot of money. It's like, yeah, I'm going to take the a lot of money because they're not taking care of me. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't judge her for queen of the ring. That's the hard thing. I don't, I, because like, you know, whatever, it's a porn parody. It's silly. She's done a bunch of porn parodies. They're all silly. But, it's one of those things I do. I do get it yeah. because it's like, if you're the people who own the brand, that'd be like, you know, you can't, you can't be like, you know, say you worked for Disney and you were the, the guy who like voiced Mickey Mouse. You couldn't then if you get fired and then you, you go do what's and best you do for business. Yeah, you do like a, what's best for you. Yeah. You do like a Mickey Mouse porn parody where you're doing the the voice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You're, pro- you're, not, you're probably not going to want you around. Yeah. But it's all like that's so in the past and that's so it's so over. She's been doing her own thing. Um. It's been time for her to be in the Hall of Fame. It's time for her to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I think she should go in. The next thing is, should she go in with the Generation X or as a, as a solo? And she should go in as a solo wrestler. I think she should go in solo. Yeah. Um, I think that it would be... Especially considering some of the people they put in. That's the other thing about that. We're going to talk about the Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is... Which is uh, it was just one of the best works of all of wrestling, <laughs> is that the Wrestling Hall of Fame is anything because not that it's not nothing, but it is like the Godfather went in this year. He's not really a Hall of Fame caliber wrestler, in my opinion. Uh, his run was like he's fun. He's a fun character, and people remember him fondly. Yeah, but some guys who some you know yeah. he did a pretty good job. He was he's a pretty good wrestler. You know, he did Pop Shango was fun. He was good in Right to Censors. You know, I respect him as a dude, but it's, we're talking about the Hall of Fame that Daniel Bryan's going to go into. Yeah. That, like, CM Punk's going to go into. That has guys do you like. Do think, do you think Punk goes in? A hundred percent. I mean, if he doesn't go in the Hall of Fame, then it's not a Hall of Fame. It's like. Do you think Howard they Stern, wait until he does? They didn't want to put Howard Stern in the Radio Hall of Fame. And then Howard Stern was like, I am radio. I am yeah, the Radio Hall of Fame. That's a really fair point. And then, you know what I mean? And yeah. then they put him in. He didn't even show up, but he was like, you can't have a radio Hall of Fame like you can't have a wrestling Hall of Fame without CM Punk. He's too rev- he's too important to wrestling. He was too important to that, and I and I think that that's part of why like Godfather goes in is because he was so instrumental to that part of you know bringing WWE back yeah. from the brink of being done. Yeah. Um, or at least having to scale back considerably. I think they also love him as the guy. Yeah, he seems like he's probably cool. Yeah, and also I don't like judging. He had like a, his gimmick was that he was a pimp of like hookers, and I I uh, you know I I don't want to hold that against him because it was just a different time. It was. I hate yeah. when we go backwards and we start judging people retroactively. I don't find it that helpful. We can be like, look at that. That's an embarrassing time, but we shouldn't be like, oh, this. You know, when you're living in a, I don't know, especially when wrestlers have so little control over what they are. Right. And you're just trying to like live your dream. And like, especially as I've said, like, you know, when you're a minority character back in the day, it was hard. You were like yeah. the pimp or you were the African dude or you were whatever. Um, but why, why do they need to put in so many wrestlers every year? That's another thing with this whole thing. I feel like they put in too many wrestlers, like put in like three. I feel like you can get away with like four. Yeah. They, there's always like five wrestlers I never heard of. And you're like. All right, I I guess if they're like pretty historical, but yeah. then they put in some wrestlers. Where you're like, all right, I mean, I don't know. How'd you feel about Jacqueline? Did you think she was deserved to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, yeah. So I I don't yeah. know. I I guess I guess so. Yeah, she goes in for sure. 
Well, uh, that's just the first person that came in my head. Then there's like Sting. Anyway, Sting deserves to go in. Sting deserves to go in. Well, Jacqueline, you know. And Sting was black, an example black of like. Black lady winning the, winning the women's title. That's a huge deal. Definitely. I loved the tribute that Devon and those guys did. Um, she real country and it was very charming. Yeah. She real, real country. It was yeah. it was incredibly charming. She yeah. as a wrestler, she didn't do any she didn't do much for me, but also that was like that time where I was not paying attention to women wrestling. Right. Like and, I am now. and she was a wrestler and she was like trying to still be a wrestler during the yeah. Braun panties period. And it's just like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You know, like she, she trained. Participated to be, is what she did. Yeah, she participated and she cashed <laughs> yeah. those checks. That's yeah. what she did. Yeah. Cause that's what and then, and then she was like went on to be a trainer and yeah. all that other stuff. So yeah, I mean, uh China, you know, rest in peace to yeah, Joni. I think peace. that I think that she was definitely she had a big impact on me watching yeah, wrestling. Me I came back to watch like when she did DX, and I thought she was so awesome. She she really like put Sean and Triple H over for me. Like that was so cool to have that like Xena in the background. Yeah. And then, so I, I I have very fond memories of her, and I did feel like it was sad like what she fell into during the reality era being a victim of all that like reality television era yeah. and them capitalizing whatever vh1 did to capitalize on her on her uh train wreck lifestyle i think i i you know it's what it is it's so not humanity all- it's not us it's not humanity it's not us being our best <laughs> it's like what happens and, and what that that particular exploitive era of reality TV yeah. was cool. Um, at least now it's like scripted, and you can decide how crappy you want to be on TV. Yeah. You know, it's so, not just ply a bunch of people with alcohol and hope they do oh, something right. dumb. Yeah. So let's get into current wrestling, current times, the mm-hmm. times where female wrestling is at an awesome high point <sighs> and where so things are great. You know, uh, oh, things are great, but you know what I mean. Like it, it is, it is cool to see how far we've come. And so that's that's a good way to spin it into talking about current wrestling. Yeah. So. Raw, this was in London this week. Yeah, um, the, the super pre-taped London shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. With, with the, uh, they always have like, <laughs> they haven't changed that. They have the, what's it, the photo booth, the the, the, the phone booth yeah. up there. And the, the, and the, the, the fla- I like that they have the flag the whatever, up there, but yeah. I don't know why they have to change the whole, it's just to let us know we're in London, but does, Michael Cole says it like five million times. So yeah, we know we're in London because we got spoilers already. Yeah. <laughs> we know we're in London. But uh, London, crowd's all, all, London crowd is always really fun. Because you can feel how excited they are to have Raw. And so they had like, like they did a you deserve it chant to Shane. Mm -hmm. Or like you still got a chant to Shane. And you're like, well, that's it. That chant is late. The chant's like two weeks late. But (laughs) it's like pent up. They're like so excited. Well, we weren't there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get, you know, they do all the chanting and all. Which unfortunately, it did lead to like my least favorite Bailey chant. Like I get it. It's super cute. But sometimes just let Bailey work. The, uh, um. Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, ah, yeah. That one. It's super cute. Um, until y'all don't shut up and then let Bailey do what she does. I love that, that was how, on NXT last week. Uh, the first time they did it was when they did like they did. Cause I watched her Londons. cut a promo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, you mean London did it? Um. Oh, oh at NXT Takeover London. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then that became a thing where like. They went back and full sale. Was like us two guys. We're also really good at like chanting yeah, while you're yeah, trying yeah. to watch a show. Um, yeah, four hundred uh, Orlandian Orlandians. Yeah. yeah, Enzo handled it beautifully when like they would start to chant and he would just like give a look and they'd be like, "Oh guys, guys, Enzo's talking. Enzo's talking." Yeah, it was nice that he like didn't sh- he didn't like step back from that, but he was like, "Nope, like I'm talking." 
Y'all want to hear me talk? And they're making a big. It's speaking of them. They're making a big impact on Raw. Like the crowd seems to love them. They were made for Raw. Yeah, they're made for Raw because because the crowd wants to get involved. Yep. And he's like meant to get involved. Though he's like going on a little long with these promos where you're like, hey, just do the catchphrase a little bit, <laughs> and then like he's like I don't know spacing everything out. It was actually one of the first times I saw them like lose a little steam. Yeah, their promo, yeah, yeah. But they're still like way over, which is very cool. They for a tag team with no name. They yeah. don't have a, they don't have a name. They came over. It was <laughs> so it was so nice and so vindicating to like watch because when you see them in NXT, you're like these dudes are going to be so incredibly popular. Yeah. When they move up, um. So it was really nice, and I didn't get a chance to. I haven't uh, had a chance to watch NXT last night, and I know that they they had a match. Um. Yeah, against American Alpha. Yeah. I, I actually don't know. I don't know what happened on that. Yeah, I don't know either. I've been but trying I imagine desperately. Alpha. I think Alpha won probably. Yeah. I There's think. their putting over Alpha. And that, I got to tell you, Gable, I think, is the guy to watch. Yeah. I think he's like the next Kurt Angle. I think he's, you know, I, I don't I don't have a good gauge on how big he is, mm-hmm. like size-wise, like height. And yeah, it's I, hard. I, I'd like to know because he looks, compared to Jason Jordan, yeah. he looks like really small. But uh, that guy is some incredible. My friend was showing me a clip of him doing like a backwards. He took a guy in suplex position, did a backwards somersault into like a high angle German suplex and into like a pin. I was like, this guy's incredible. He is a beast. He yeah. is so good. His suplexes are so pretty. Yeah. Oh, they're so Because we're in the sloppy suplex period right now. Where, like Lesnar's suplexes are sloppy. Uh, was Someone else is doing suplexes and they're looking. They're looking sloppy. Yeah, it's nice Who's to see just a nice suplex? tight, a nice tight suplex. Yeah, like he's got great like uh, Bret Hart tech level. Yeah, and, I yeah. like Biggie. Biggie's been doing the um, the belly to booty. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And that one's that one's good. You I know? dig it. But so Shane McMahon's in charge of Raw. Mm-hmm. They're talking at the top of Raw again, which is like so unjustified and wild. Like. Why is this not being talked about? Is it and I think the only reason it has to be, and I'm sure somebody has the answer to this, it has to be something that's like he's week to week on like if he wants to be there. Maybe because why wouldn't they just say you're in charge of Raw? Why didn't they just let him win at Mania if he was going to stick around? Yeah, just put Taker him on- already lost his streak and he's old sack of like uh, dimes. I mean, like why not? Uh- just like if you, if you're gonna, why didn't you just give him raw when he asked for it instead of making him jump off of a cage, dude? He's like fitty. Like stop. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> stop I agree. jumping off of things. I know. He's gonna. I don't know. I'm not sure what they're doing with Shane. And then it's he's a guy who jumps off a cage, but then he also did a thing where he's like, I'm gonna. He, he's like, uh, I'm gonna get out of the ring here because it feels like things are about to like heat up. But he also is a guy who's like not scared of anything. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. Now you're now you're not a wrestler again. Yeah. Now you're, He's like if Mark Cuban wrestled. Yeah, like exactly. He's, you know, he's just like, oh, I'm, you know, I've got my Jordans on, and now I'm going to do a coast to coast, and now I'm going to nap. Did for Mark five Cuban hours. ever wrestle? I, you know, we got to, we got to go back. We got to. I don't know if the he tape, did, but it but would it... not surprise me if they've ever had. Mark Jake, Cuban can we look that up? Can you look up? Mark, you let us know when you find that up. It feels like that's something that's happened. He's definitely been on Raw. He'd no, have to be, right? I mean, I went to Raw in the Mavericks Stadium, which is not a great stadium. <laughs> I got to let you know, the American Airlines. That was the day after uh, Mania. But, yeah, so Shane's in charge of Raw, and they oh, kicked it off with Ambrose Asylum. Dean Ambrose way over in England. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. boy. Which, you know, good. I feel like he's finally starting to find, like, that groove between, like, I'm crazy and I'm dangerous, and I'm crazy and I'm silly. You know, like the this- plant. 
Yeah. He's got so many. Those plant jokes are actually pretty good. They're pretty good, but I feel like he's finding like his finding his groove in that because there is I think you keep him dangerous and like weird and then you give him one little quirky thing instead of it being like, "Uh-oh, he might be the dude that shows up with a hot dog sure. cart." That's cute like at first, but after a while it's like, "Yeah, but he doesn't now he's just wacky." Yeah. Like I, I got think news that balance Dean that. I think it I think about Dean Ambrose probably more than any other wrestler in post WrestleMania. We have an update. Yeah, what? Uh, Mark Cuban was on WWE Survivor Series in 2003. There we go. Did he wrestle? He wrestled. He was a guest uh, announcer and was slammed through a table at the end of it by uh, Sheamus. <laughs> I knew it. He felt like a guy who there's no chance yeah. that Mark Cuban didn't wrestle. That feels so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, what were we talking about? That derailed me. We were speaking. Oh, Dean Ambrose, right? Yeah. As I'm saying. Uh, what was my point? What was I saying? Do you remember what I was saying? You were saying, like, the, the thing about I'm Dean Ambrose. I'm my brain today. <laughs> I know. You were saying the thing about <laughs> Dean Ambrose. I'm getting married in a week, and literally, I'm I'm so stressed out. <laughs> and then China has to go and die, and then Prince has to... What a... All right, anyway. It's Dean Ambrose. Week. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. wild week. Dean you, Ambrose. I All right, well, whatever. I don't remember what I was saying exactly, but here's what I'm going to say about Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. My point, what I was ultimately trying to get to. I got news for Dean Ambrose. I don't think there's any way around it. This guy needs to put on muscle, and he needs to. He needs to put on muscle, and he needs to like inject a little bit more of traditional heavyweight wrestling to himself. You think so? That's what I think because I think he can be really over. He's got the personality, but I think his looks holding him back. Yeah, I do. I think he's. I think that he's dressing like it's like. People really don't know what to make, like where to place him. And right. I think you need to show the crowd that you're a heavyweight contender. But like Roman Reigns, you like him or hate him. I hope you hate him. <laughs> no, no, no. I, mean, I hope you like him because I always want I want the Roman lovers on here because there's too much Roman Reigns hate on my podcast. I like the new thing he's doing. What, repeating one catchphrase over and over? Yeah, that's fine. Do it till you get it right. I don't need you to do like new ones that suck every week. I don't need you rhyming. I don't need you just do the one thing and then shut up and then be like, I'm a tweener and then bounce. Yeah. Cool. So we'll finish Ambrose, then we'll get into Roman Reigns because I have a lot to say about Roman Reigns this week. But Ambrose, I think it's like, that's his thing. It's like, we don't know. I don't know where to place him. I don't know if I'm like, are you you good enough to be a main eventer? Are you a goof? Are you like Santino? Are you, like, he has such an identity crisis. And I think, remember, I say this every week. Remember Triple H? I didn't know what to do with Triple H at one time. Triple H was wearing pants. He was smaller. And Triple H was like, you know what? I'm going to be, like, a hardcore bodybuilder. Yeah. I'm going to go juice my face off. I'm not saying Ambrose has to juice, but I'm saying Ambrose needs to juice. And uh, he and he took the sh- he took his shirt off and he wore put on the, the the trunks and you were like this guy belongs standing next to Stone Cold this guy belongs Ambrose needs to look like he belongs not as uh, the sidekick of Roman Reigns he needs to look like a legit contender of Roman Reigns he needs to look like a re- legit contender of Seth Rollins. Yeah, well, I mean, it, he does. At one point, he is going to have to lose the action jeans. Like, I get it. I do. Big John has worn those jorts for forever. Big Big John is also huge. No, John Cena is a, has a, an amazing physique, amazing yeah. charisma, great gimmick, great crowd control. He has everything. Where he's like, I one my one thing is that I'm like a little like uh, I'm a little like urban from Boston or whatever. Like, because he used to rap, so yeah. I'm gonna wear these jean shorts and it's my look, whatever. But up top, you're no question that he's a heavyweight yeah, main event because wrestler. Because he's so big, right? You don't question it. I don't know if I even need Dean Ambrose to be big, but he is like he does look like the dude who's like 
going straight home from the bar and picking up a, like a bottle of booze before he goes and passes out. Sure, but like Kevin like Owens works because Kevin like Owens the... is like that's his. You know, you know where to place him. You're like, right. oh, he's like a heel who's also like, I don't need to be in shape because I'm an amazing wrestler, yeah. and like, I, and like, I use my belly as part of my power. Yeah, you, you know what and, I mean. And I do. Th- I think with Dean, it was like I was saying about the goofiness. It's like he's got to be more dangerous, dude. And that's why, I like, the plant, keep the plant his one goofy thing. Right. Don't have him coming out and doing other like jokey whatever. Like it works, you know, when Angle is is in big, you know, big title pictures back in the day and he's bringing in milk chucks. Well, that's funny because he's, you know, he right. looks like the dude. I'm okay with Dean not looking like the dude, but he needs to start acting like the dude. Well, so fine. So he's not going to be in, in heavyweight shape, you know, uh, he's going to be like in between or whatever. He's going to be like scrawny, but a little, but a little doughy. Fine. Cool. I know I, judging body types, not the yeah. best thing, but okay. So he's a hardcore wrestler. Got it. Which then is, he comes that out was his with thing. Yeah. right, but then he didn't even do that. He came out and he didn't even use the weapons in Mania. That was and then so now he's dropped it. Now it's not like he's not using weapons. He's not coming out saying he's not like an EC, he's not like an ECW guy. So I don't even know what to do with him. He switches so much. Yeah, that you're like you don't even know what to do with him. That thing, but at for Mania, a guy this over, it's so frustrating. That thing in Mania was so disappointing because it was definitely yeah. built up. You have all these hardcore legends coming and being like, I gift you with this, yeah. I gift you with that. It's like Dorothy going through hardcore Oz when everyone's like, yeah. here, you know, I'm I'm the dude without a brain, I'm the dude without the heart, I'm the dude without ears or whatever. And like you're, you know, they're gifting him with like their stuff. And uh, and then just nothing. He comes out with his little wed, wa- wed, wed wagon, yeah. his little red wagon and nothing comes of it. Um, I, I, I do hazard to say that that was like one of the more disappointing matches if only because for yeah. the buildup, it was like, oh, now we're going to see Dean Ambrose is like the dangerous unhinged. I'm crazy and a li- and it's a little bit funny, but it's mostly like I will for real hit you with an improvised weapon. I will for real hit you with a barbed wire bat. And then all of a sudden we did, we don't get that. And then now he's doing like, and we don't need any more talk show segments. Oh, you're not liking Ambrose Asylum. It's okay, but but I'm glad that they made the point about uh, about the Jericho thing because that he's like taking it from Jericho. Good, go. We don't need two. Yeah, yeah. Or we yeah. don't need three. You know, the Miz. They fine. also did Ambrose Miz TV on Raw. They did both. I just think that those talk show segments are such a lazy way to get over a storyline. Yeah, and no one ever comes out of it. It, it never comes out being interesting. It's never anything they couldn't have done in backstage interviews. I agree. They never really do anything for me. No, and then at the end, they just, like, fight. It's like, why does the Miz even have to be there? One of you could have said that thing. The other one comes out and says the yeah. other thing. People punch each other in the face, and a match is made it's later. It's like a way to kill time. Yeah. And like, it's a way and to give Miz something entrances. to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. So, you know, Ambrose talking. So, let's get into Roman Reigns. Like AJ, that's what's hubbing up on payback, and that also get us into the Bullet Club a little bit, or or whatever this is. Yeah, whatever it's gonna uh, be. There was a too sweet. There was a uh, there was a Wolfpack sign uh, ha- that happened. They did touch. They yeah. did touch wolves. Um, Ro- so Roman Reigns. This is the best version of Roman Reigns we've seen since the Shield. Yes, and and I mean that in a way that's not just like it's the best, but that's not saying much. I mean that we're like uh, he's worked. He worked for me on this role for the first time really in a long time. He worked for me. And it's because he's, I don't care what they want, think it is, it's straight up heel work. Yep. He is a straight up heel. Like, he's just being like, 
Uh, he even said, like, I'm going to say my catchphrase again. I, I don't care if you like it. He delivers it stiff. I don't like his delivery. But there's a few times where he's got, like, an attitude in there that felt yeah. authentic. Yeah. I was like, that's how this guy talks in the real back. When he's, uh, whatever his real name is, like Ezekiel or I don't know. Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. His he, name's Joe. Yeah. When he said, I feel like that's how he really speaks, which is, I'm like, that's the first time he's ever, like, felt authentic. Yep. So good for him. No, he is. He is. I feel like he is hitting on something good. Yeah. And just keep it to that, like, keep it to reacting to what's actually happening and the way the people are actually reacting to his character. And if he continues doing that's why I said, I don't care. Keep saying your catchphrase a million yeah. times. Eventually, he's going to hit on a way to deliver it that feels authentic. And then they'll instantly change it. Um, But, like, keep doing it because yeah. it's it's working for me. This he is said, the I'm most... bringing the big fight. I was like, that's a cool line. That's a cool he's like, line. No, he's like, you you know, hey, AJ, you're pretty good, but, like, I'm bringing the big fight. I was like, I like that. I never heard that. Yeah, and I don't mind him being like, I'm a big guy. You're a little guy. So I'm a big guy. I'm a Because yeah, AJ's a pipsqueak. He should call him a pipsqueak. And as being the Roman Reigns that he is right now, he should be like, yeah, I'm the guy, and I'm a million times larger than you. I am going to destroy you, but, you know, if you're here, you're here, whatever. Yeah. I'm walking out with my belt. It is the most I've enjoyed him since and then the he shield broke. Got a boring chant. Like everyone was like boring. And then also like he didn't yeah. even care. And then he said, I just care about respect. Like I don't care if you like me, which was what I've been pitching for Roman Reigns forever is to do there's a line of Tony Soprano in, in Sopranos where he like throws Christopher against the wall and he's like, he's like, You don't have to like me, but you will respect me. And I was like, that's awesome. Like tell the crowd, you don't have to like me, but you're gonna respect me because I'm gonna win. Yep. I'm gonna hold this title. And he's not dropping this title to at least SummerSlam. Yep. So we know like he's a Roman Reigns is about to work. Yeah, I like We're it. We're on the vert. It's about to happen. And all they had to do was make him a heel. They refused to do it before Mania. And we've all been saying, make him heel, make him heel, make yeah. him heel, make him heel. Um, and But I do, like, I like that, that that because he's not going away and he's not going anywhere. And now we're getting a Roman Reigns. It's like, I don't care what y'all think. I'm feeding my family. Yeah. I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. And you already know why. It's because they picked me and didn't none of y'all get picked. Deuces. He's I'm also out. been on podcasts and like interviews where he has said that I don't care. I'm here for a paycheck, kind of. Like he's inferred that where yeah. you're like, hey, look, I don't know. Look, am I, people are like, how do you feel about not being over? Do you think you're pushed too soon? He's like, look, I just need money. Like I'm, he said it directly. So you're like, that's real. Yeah. So that's awesome. So have him do that. Have him just be like, I'm here for the paycheck. Other wrestlers have tried to do that before, but in this case, it's so true because it's like you're getting this push. The audience, you don't feel like you deserve it. I don't care if I deserve it because I'm getting paid and I'm good enough to do it. Yeah. So who cares if you like me or not? I'm gonna go get on the. I'm gonna go be on the Today Show because look, whether you like it or not, I got the look to be on Today Show. I got the, you know. Yeah, I got them eyes. I got this hair. Shut your. I look like Aquaman. I don't know what to tell you. Right. It's like with because you know with. with Kevin Owens, like the the big part of him being like, you know, I'm a prize fighter and I fight for prizes so I can feed my family and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I've heard people say that, like, well, that's the reason why you can't go with the paycheck thing for Roman. I think you can. I think you just because it, it does feel different because it does feel like because Kevin Owens, part well, Kevin of his Owens gimmick brand, now is that he's a whiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But part of his gimmick and part of what he does online, besides being a zoo enthusiast, is that he is like a family man and he is a prize fighter and he fights for prizes because he's got to fight for his kids and fight for his family. So I think that with Roman, even though we all know logically that's what he's doing, dude's got kids, have it be like, I'm just here for the paycheck. I'm just here to, you know, I'm here to, I'm here to get mine and then get out. Like there are ways you can do that with Roman. Yeah. And I think it works. Oh, I hate that. You just called out that 
I was referring to Kevin Owens, who's my favorite wrestler on the in the company right now. And I was like, oh, he should do it. He should steal his thing. But I do believe No, this. I've heard other people say that too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah it works. I know. When Kevin Owens did it, it really worked because he was up against Cena. And yeah. like that's when it worked really well. Everything about Owens. Because we all know Cena of, ain't having kids. Shout out to Toad Steves. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? He said that to he said that on uh, Total Divas. Uh but it, it's funny for a guy who like all he cares about is like talking to sick kids. Uh he doesn't want to have his own sick kids. But uh <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? That he could like do a make a wish every day. See, I keep saying that like what needs to happen is is that Nikki needs to go up to one of the make a wish kids and be like can you ask him to please marry me? And like, that's how she's going to get it. Like yeah, that's what she needs to do. That, I don't know how much of that is real with them. Yeah. I don't know how much, I don't know how much of that is real. Cause it almost feels like, you know, I think she probably would have left him a long time ago if she, uh, no, you don't think so. Uh, she does seem really into him. Yeah. I mean, he is John Cena who's, who's about to pop huge. I think, I think in Hollywood, he's going to have a big career outside of when he leaves WB. And that's a cool thing about, Oh, he's such a face. He's such a baby face. It's incredible. He like stayed with this company longer than he probably even needed to. He could have left a while ago and like had a Hollywood career. And, yeah, and, and I think it'll be like you know, Jack Matt think, Damon. Like, yeah, I think it'll be like The Rock because like, we think of The Rock now, but it was kind of a slow burn where he'd have a couple of movies and they do okay, and he do a, and that was enough for WWE for him to be considered a big star was yeah. him to just do okay in Hollywood, and now he is like the dude. John Apatow like, loves. John Cena. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be like he'll they'll put him in some comedies. He's they'll in have the him play one. against yeah, they'll have him play he's against tri- type. Yeah. I, I oh yeah, definitely. And he's talented. He could do it. I think so. He's got like, I mean I think... talented enough. I mean it depends on what we're talking about he's yeah. gonna do. But anyway. And to be fair, he he was smaller when he came back for Mania, and that is usually a good sign that someone's looking at Hollywood. Yeah. If you get a little well, he smaller. Had that he looked so small, but for John Cena. For yeah, still yeah. in like still 10. Huge. This guy was in 10 out of 10 shape as opposed to his normal 20 out of 10 shape. Yeah. Guys in the, that guy's never been out of shape for a second. It was like shocking to see him lose a little bit of muscle mass after an injury. Yeah. But even all the times he's been injured and he somehow stays in shape. That's a, yeah, ex- no, and he has somehow stayed in shape and that's why I've been yeah. like, "Nah, he's looking to transition out because yeah. he's looking to cut." Cuz that's what happened to The Rock when The Rock was really looking at transitioning, he started to cut. Because like Hollywood wants you big, but not too too big, because that's not the era that we're in. Right well, now. yeah, they, they and they uh, they told him to cut to like be a Hollywood star, and he and then he did for a little bit, and then he was like, ah, fuck this, I'm gonna become He Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's amazing. Uh, all right, so let's. I mean, we got we we're gonna have to wrap up pretty soon, but let's let's get into. How do you feel about uh, AJ Styles? Let's get into. I think when we last thing we got to talk about is like what's going on. Are we seeing Bullet Club? Like what are we seeing? I don't know if they're botching this or doing an amazing job. I think they're doing right now. I'm going with it because that like, I'm going that, with the flow. I'll of say it. this that just to tie it in, like when they inter when when the Bullet Club guys uh, when they. Uh, I'm when, smiling like Christmas. Y'all yeah. can't even see me. No, no, and, and, and I'm gonna you, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you off the leash here. You you you, you go, but I'll say when they knocked. Uh, they beat up Roman Reigns for AJ, and he's such a fan. And you're like, and you're like, oh, I didn't tell them to do that, and you believe that he didn't do that. And like now, I'm like, but maybe he did. Like, yeah. maybe he did, and we'll see Finn. And like, who knows? Like, I was like, this is maybe one of the most exciting things they've done, and I don't know since when, since Shane jumping off the cage. <laughs> uh, yeah, how do you how do you feel about it? I'm I, loving it. I want to see it. I love it. Like I do because it is like on the one hand, it could be because let's face it, when you bring AJ in. With everything that's happening, you bring him in, you bring him face. 
that's what you do. Cause, cause you know that like, no matter what you have him do, we're going to be on team AJ because we love AJ. Right. So yeah, you bring him in, you bring him, you make him face. Then you have his dudes come in. And from here, yeah, they can either, either uh, they bring up Finn because it, it is time to bring Finn up. So they bring up Finn and it turns up, it's like, oh yeah, remember like I was here first and now you come and you're the whatever. And now, now my boys are here and they were, cause I believe that AJ joined the bullet club like way later, right? When Finn left. Yeah. When Finn left. So he's like, Hey, these are my boys. You try to take them from me, blah, blah. You can go that route. You can go the AJ was in it all along and just like pretending to be face route. There are so many directions. And honestly, like, you know, it, it could be that they're they've teamed up with Roman Reigns and they're going to go. They, there's so many directions and I'm genuinely none of them is any less compelling to me at this point um, than any of the other ways it could possibly. Yeah, go. I think so. I think also the question mark of it and the slow release of it is really cool. Yeah. And and uh, from what I understand, Gallows and uh, Anderson, because I'm not the most versed in Bullet Club, they're the least exciting members of Bullet Club what, from what I hear. Uh, and they're good and I, they're, well, they're good and I enjoy them, but it's definitely like, they're like enforcers. Yeah. Finn's, Finn's flashy. AJ's AJ. Yeah. Um, they're good and they're solid and they're great workers and they do, you know, they, they add a lot of spice to that team, but like, there's a reason they brought them in together and there's, and not like a separate as a tag team. And there's a lot of potential for that group. And there's a lot of, uh, uh, to be like a huge thing again. But in the yeah. WWE, make a splash in WWE, and there's a huge potential for them to hide the fact that Finn's not great on the mic with this stable. Uh- <laughs> Yo, you got to keep selling them Baylor Club shirts. Yeah, definitely, because Finn, I mean, Finn, I think they're scared to ruin Finn. because They know they have this amazing product, and I think that that's, you know, even Triple H has said that he hasn't worked the mic because he worked so much Japan wrestling. And- yeah. Uh, where the mic's not really as big of a factor. And here it's the number one factor, yeah, honestly. Yeah. So, and like AJ struggles, but he can get through a promo. Yeah. Um cool. So we'll yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with all that. Last thing I want to ask you, Kevin o- I've heard a lot of talk about people saying Kevin Owens is just mediocre on the mic. And I think Kevin Owens is incredible on the mic. And I, I and uh I, I I that's something that's bothered me lately. I thought we all agreed that he's Great. Now, is he is he 10 out of 10 on the mic? Maybe not yet, but he will be 10 out of 10. And with the right storyline, he's 10 out of 10. When he was feuding with Cena, he was a 10 out of 10 on the mic. Yeah. So right now he's not 10 out of 10 because they're not giving him really exciting stuff. He has to come out and cut blah heel promos to Shane with no storyline involved, except for that he's going to fight, uh, you know, uh, Sammy. And uh, I don't, I don't want, I want to squash yeah. that. Now this guy's incredible performer. As a Mike Smith myself, <laughs> as a, as also a ten out of a ten on the mic, I would like to say that Kevin Owens is in my ilk. He's amazing. Well, yo, he's not an actor. He's a wrestler. He has been wrestling for forever. English is his second language, and I think people keep forgetting that. Yeah, he's a Canadian weirdo. Yeah, it's English, awesome. English is his second language, and it's like. Yeah, just standing and cutting a promo, it might feel a little stiff. It might, but, but like when you look at like the things that he does, like grabbing JR's hat or like, gosh, and I can't remember what pay-per-view that was, but it was so yeah. funny. And this isn't necessarily mic work so much as it's good character work. And to me, I kind of lump him into the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Like 
when him and Dean did that thing where they dove over the table and they were both like clearly joke, like during a pay-per-view, like grabbing after Michael Cole and like grabbing his glasses yeah, yeah, off yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. tell they're doing it on purpose and it's so funny. Right. Or like little, you know, when, when Owen will do little bits where he'll yell something funny to the crowd or when he did, you know, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago when he stole JBL's hat and he was like, oh, hey, sorry, I got carried away or like whatever. Right. Like it's those little bits of character work to me, like that's everything. Yeah. I would rather have a million people who can do that. And then when they have to stand there and be like, I'm going to beat you at blah, 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 live event. Yeah. Be like a little stiffer and a little less whatever, but be able to have those great improvised moments. Yeah. I'll take a million of those dudes. Yeah. So basically let's not stop underappreciating Kevin Owens. Yeah. Or he'll Don't go away. underappreciate Steen. <laughs> Don't ruin this thing we have going, people. Anyway, we're going to wrap up. I got an exciting announcement about the podcast that Danielle and Zig, you're going to be excited to hear. Actually, information you already know, but that our listeners do not know, <laughs> which is, drum roll, do we have a drum roll? It's on a table, but this is kind of what we're, this is kind of, this kind of ties into the announcement, is that this podcast will, on the next episode, will now be part of the UCB Comedy podcast network which means i will now have more resources at my disposal more mics for guests higher production value the possibilities are endless we can have awesome guests we already have awesome guests i have awesome guests here now but uh yeah so it's cool we're gonna be folded into their uh into their podcast uh, network which will be fun we're gonna uh, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome because i can now focus more efforts on making the Content of this podcast, even stronger, even better, even though it's already a 10 out of 10. We've already been through this. I'm already slaying this microphone constantly. I'm like, yeah, I am the perfect 10. I don't care what NXT wrestlers have to say about it. I am the perfect 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so we're going to be back. We're going to take a two-week break because I have to go become transformed into a married man. A professional wrestler will be at my wedding, which it wouldn't be official if there wasn't a professional wrestler there. <laughs> Listeners of the podcast know who it is. It's not a secret. Friend of mine. And we're going to come back. Uh, yeah. And when I come back, I'm going to be, my left arm will be, hand will be heavier. But yeah. And we're going to be working on the podcast. It's going to be really fun. So there will be a hiatus, but then expect us back stronger and better and more on a networker e more ne on a network than ever. <laughs> Great. After I just said I'm a 10 out of 10 on the mic. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Why would I? What, 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 what was that? Can we edit that out? No, we can't edit that out. I've just been told we can't edit that out. I don't have the resources yet, but I will. Great. Daniel, how do we find you? How do we find you on the social media platforms? Um, I'm, I don't know how I did this, but I'm just Danielle Radford uh, at Twitter. So D A N I E L L E. R-A-D-F is in Frank, O-R-D. Sweet. I plug all my stuff there. I mark out a lot about wrestling and somehow don't lose followers, which is super nice. Yeah, that's that's hard. I'm uh, not as lucky in that way. <laughs> I think I'm like, I've hashtagged, uh, uh, my, my, what is it? A friend of mine called me like um, strong brand style. Like <laughs> I'm the queen of strong brand style. The queen of soft style? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, what we, that's what I call Nakamura, not sold on him. Oh. Not yet, not yet, you'll not get, yet. You'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just find me on Twitter. Sweet. Cool. You can find me on Twitter. My handle's at dblackattack. Tell me you like me. Tell me you hate me. Tell me what, I don't know, anything. Also, feel free, something we're going to do going forward is, you know, a pretty standard thing. We got an email. It's uh, at 
Uh, oh, it's a sorry, comedians of wrestling at gmail.com. That might change when we fold into the network. But for now, send any comments there. We're going to be reading your feedback on the air. Uh, awesome. And uh, keep watching wrestling and uh, rest in peace, China and Prince. I mean, two great performers and uh, amazing, you know, human beings. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Bye bye.